Hey there, and welcome back to Take One, the podcast that brings you just one edifying page of Talmud a day. If you've been with us on this podcast for a minute now, you know that the Talmud is often all about laws and the interpretation of laws and the interpretation of the interpretation of laws. It's a majestic system, really, one that doesn't so much tell you what to think, but how to think. Want to get at the bottom of things? Imagine all the possibilities, all the scenarios, all the possible outcomes a law may have, and then react accordingly, tweaking and twitching and distilling the principle from the vast array of particular possibles. But sometimes we're treated to a bit of agadata or legend, pure stories that are there merely to instruct us in how to be in the world. These are sometimes sweet, sometimes salty, sometimes scary, sometimes shocking. They're bite-sized morality tales that don't fall in any way from anything Hollywood has ever produced. And in today's daf, Yevamos 16, we get a taste of such a tale. It's a long one, but it's so precious. So pour yourself a nice cup of tea and have a listen. We're going to break it down to several parts. And so it begins. In the time of Rabbi Dosa ben Harkinas, the sages permitted the rival wife of a daughter to the brothers. This is, again, in keeping with the topic of Tractate Yevamot. In other words, it became known that Rabbi Dosa ben Harkinas deemed permitted a daughter's rival wife. And this matter was difficult in the eyes of the rabbis because he was a great sage and his decision in favor of Bet Shammai carried great weight. Usually the halacha is judged to be in accordance with Bet Hillel, the more lenient one. And here was this great rabbi allegedly ruling in favor of Bet Shammai, the much more stringent and strict one. How could that be? They could not approach him immediately, as he was very old and his eyes had dimmed so much that he was incapable of coming to the study hall. They said, and who will go and notify him that this matter requires clarification? Rabbi Yehoshua said to them, I will go. They asked, and who shall go after him? They selected Rabbi Elazar ben Azariah, who was one of the great sages of the generations, notwithstanding his youth. They further inquired, and who after him? Rabbi Akiva. They went and stood at the entrance of Rabbi Dosa ben Harkinas's house. His maidservant entered and said to him, Rabbi, the sages of Israel have come to you. He said to her, Let them enter, and they entered. Already, we're treated to a bit of instruction here. These days, if we disagree with someone, even a respected elder, we're much more likely to quickly take to Twitter or Facebook with some cutting comment or remark. We interpret this behavior to be witty, edgy, desirable, but our forefathers were smarter. They were much more cautious and much more respectful. They wanted to get to the bottom of Rabbi Harkinas' strange ruling first. They wanted to make sure, they wanted to see why such a thing could happen. And so they dispatched not one, not two, but three of the wisest men who ever lived to his house. Let's continue with the story. Rabbi Dosa ben Harkinas grabbed Rabbi Yoshua, with whom he was already acquainted, and sat him on a bed of gold, as Rabbi Dosa was extremely wealthy. Rabbi Yehoshua said to him, Rabbi, call your other disciples so that he may sit. He asked him to call the other sage as well, as it is a mark of respect when speaking to a great scholar to call every other sage his disciple. 
He said to him, Who is it? Rabbi Yoshua replied, Rabbi Lazar ben Azariah. Rabbi Dosa said, And does our colleague Azariah have a son? Due to his old age and prolonged absence from the study hall, he had not heard of him. Rabbi Dosa ben Harkinas recited this verse about Rabbi Lazar ben Azariah. I have been young and now I am old, yet I have not seen the righteous forsaken, nor his seed begging bread. He interpreted this verse to mean that the son of a Torah scholar also becomes a Torah scholar. He grabbed him and sat him on a bed of gold. Rabbi Yoshua said to him, Rabbi, call your other disciples so that he may sit. He said to him, Who is that? He said to him, Akiva ben Yosef. Rabbi Dosa said to him, You are Akiva ben Yosef, whose name has spread from one end of the world to the other? Even Rabbi Dosa had heard of Rabbi Akiva's reputation as a great man. Sit, my son, sit. May the likes of you multiply in Israel. So, the old man, too, is a paragon of respect, even though he's the sort of cat whose living room has a bed made of pure gold. He still goes out of his way to bless these young men and treat them so respectfully and make them feel welcome in his home, make them feel important. And what do they do in turn? Have a listen. Out of courtesy, they did not wish to broach the subject immediately. Rather, they began to encircle him, meaning Rabbi Dosa, with deliberations on different halachot, until they came to the case of the rival wife of a daughter. So beautiful, so subtle. They don't just, you know, say, hey man, we've come here on this very grave matter. They sort of uh, direct the conversation circuitously. So they eventually got around to the matter at heart. They said to him, what is the halacha with regard to the rival wife of a daughter? He said that it is a matter of dispute between Bet Shammai and Bet Hilal. They asked him, according to whose statement is the halacha? He said to them, the halacha is in accordance with the opinion of Bet Hilal. They said to him, but didn't they say in your name that the halacha is in accordance with the opinion of Bet Shammai? He said to them, did you hear that Dosa ben Harkinas issued this ruling? Or did you hear that it was stated by, just plain simple, Ben Harkinas? They said to him, On your life, Rabbi, we heard simply Ben Harkinas. He said to them, If so, it is no wonder, as I have a younger brother who's the firstborn of Satan, meaning he's extremely sharp and as brazen as a demon. And his name is Yonatan, and he is among the disciples of Shammai. It is he who issued this ruling. Rabbi Dosa Ben Harkinas added, and beware that he not batter you with halachot in this matter, as he has with him 300 proofs with regard to the rival wife of a daughter that she is permitted. Ah, the plot thickens. The ruling the rabbis had heard, the one that got this plot rolling, wasn't delivered by Rabbi Dosa ben Harkinas, but by his brother Yonatan ben Harkinas, a wicked smart dude who is so clever and so careless, even his righteous rabbi of a brother calls him Satan's firstborn. So our three friends, naturally, run out to look for this younger Harkinas, this Yonatan guy, to set the matter straight. They each run in a different direction, but it's Akiva who finds him first. The Talmud continues. Rabbi Akiva encountered him. Yonatan ben Harkinas raised against him all of his objections to the opinion of Bet Hillel. And he withstood him, meaning Rabbi Akiva was able to respond to all of them. Yonatan ben Harkinas grew angry and said to him, You are Akiva ben Yosef, whose name has spread from one end of the world to the other. Be happy that you have merited 
a great name, and yet you've not yet reached the level of cattle herders. He's talking to Akiva, Rabbi Akiva, the great Rabbi Akiva, doubtlessly one of the wisest and most revered rabbinic masters ever to live. The one that legend tells us so delighted God that the creator of the world himself made small ornaments for each Hebrew letter knowing that one day Akiva would come along and find truth and beauty in each line and each curve of each letter. How did this eminence feel when some punk kid said to him, Hey man, you're not even as smart as a cattle herder. The comment is particularly cutting if you know a little bit about Akiva's background. Born poor, he grew up illiterate and worked as a shepherd for a wealthy man, Kalba Savoa. He fell in love with his boss's daughter, Rachel, and at age 40, set out to study Torah to make something of himself. He returned years later, feted by thousands of fans. So great was his wisdom that in just a few years, he'd gone from not being able to read and write to becoming the greatest Torah teacher and master around. So to be told that he was still as uneducated as a shepherd, man, that must have stung. How should Akiva had reacted? Think of him as a character in one of the shows we love to watch on TV, like Billions or Breaking Bad. The put-down is the perfect opportunity for a sharp, stabbing retort, giving us the rabbinic ninja, showing the young, arrogant jerk who's boss. This sort of self-affirmation of fighting back, of leaning in, of standing out, is so foundational to our culture, we don't even think about it as a trope anymore. It just is. It's just what you do, what you teach your children to do. When someone speaks to you rudely, you speak back and stand up for yourself. So what does Akiva do? The story continues. Rabbi Akiva said to him with characteristic modesty, and I have not even reached the level of shepherds who are considered even worse than cattle herders as they are unfit for giving testimony. The great man has no need to crush the competition. The great man is great because he knows his strength doesn't come from winning meaningless scuffles with condescending morons but from devoting himself to the pursuit of the only knowledge that truly matters. His humility isn't an affectation. It's a superpower, allowing him to focus all of his mental faculties on soulful studies rather than dumb fights. Now that's the sort of story and the sort of hero we could all use these days. This has been Take One, a production of Tablet Studios. If you enjoy this show, and I hope you do, please go and rate and review us on iTunes or whatever platform you use to listen to podcasts. Each week, we'll be releasing new episodes Monday through Friday, covering the entire weekly portion of Dafyomi. I'm your host, Leah Leibowitz, and our producers are Daron Ruskay, Josh Cross, Robert Scarmuccia, Sarah Fredman-Ader, and Quinn Waller. For more information, go to tabletmag.com slash takeone or email us at takeone at tabletmag.com. You could find us on Twitter at takeonedafyomi or join our Facebook group by searching for Take One Podcast. I hope we've made your day a little bit more Talmudic and we'll see you again soon. <laughs>